0: Hey, welcome to the uh, podcast. We've got a great one for you uh, today. You don't want to miss a single second of it. Also want to remind you that we're doing Restoring the Covenant. Uh, That is a big event on July 4th in Gettysburg. It's kind of like restoring honor and restoring courage and restoring love that we did. Dallas Cowboys Stadium was sold out. 500,000 people on the mall in Washington, D.C. This one has a limited amount of space. Uh, There's only about 30,000 people that can come. It's free. You don't have to buy anything, but you do have to register if you want to come. And if you do want to come, there's all kinds of other events that you can attend, other things that you can uh, get your family into that do have a price to it. It's a seven-day or a one-day event, depending on what you want to do. Camp, stay in a hotel. You know, whatever you want to do. It's Gettysburg, July 4th weekend. Uh, and the week preceding that, just find out all the information at com slash restore. I'll give you a couple things coming up in the podcast. We go into the media's uh, unbelievable
1: coverage of what went on with Soleimani in Iran. It's just uh, so, it's despicable. Uh, we go into in your, your opinion. Well, that's true. It's also my opinion that m- men... Um, are, are men and women are women?
0: There's a couple genders, and well, just because, of, just because of, and you'll understand, Punjab. Uh, that's the only reason. That does explain a lot of it. It does explain a lot of it, and uh, that, and so much more on today's podcast.
1: You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program.
0: You know, I was not a fan of uh, of the statement that President Trump made that uh, the American press is an enemy of the people. Uh, however, today I'd say I don't think he went far enough. And I'll explain as we go to Iran with ABC News in one minute.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: It is a good thing we have the media on the case to show us what's really happening in Iran. Martha Raditz, she's an ABC News uh, reporter. She was in Iran and she had just great coverage of what was really going on. Let's listen in.
2: A powerful combination of grief and anger with shouts of death to America echoing through the streets around us. I want him on- This morning, mourners filling the streets of Iran's capital of Tehran for the funeral of General Soleimani, killed by that U.S. drone strike last week. Aerial images capturing the sea of Iranians, packing the streets to pay tribute to a man revered by many here. Trump made a big mistake. He killed our hero. Soleimani's image everywhere, the impact of his death, profound. Mm. The crowds are massive and emotional. There are many tears here, many signs with Soleimani's picture on them, but the message is also very clear. These people want revenge. As we made our way through the streets of Tehran, people surrounding us, shouting death to America. We will have very hard revenge of Mr. Trump. Inside the funeral service, the emotion just as powerful. The supreme leader of Iran weeping and praying over a coffin draped in the Iraqi flag.
0: Mm. Man, I feel bad about this. Okay, for, let's, just, let's just play a, a personal game. Uh, let's say, let's go into time tunnel, and let's say this is 1941, 42, and the United States kills Himmler or Goering. And the news goes to Germany. What do you expect (laughs) to find? (laughs) What would you expect
1: to find? I would expect perhaps uh, Mm -hmm. many, many people mourning
0: the death of their hero. And calling for the death of America. Yeah. Okay, now, Soleimani, I mean, (sighs) Goering? Yeah. Himmler? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I could look at Himmler and I could... Well, let's let's just go to... Let's go to uh, uh, Himmler, Uh, Heinrich Lutpold Himmler. Lutpold, it's a solid middle name, It's a solid, yeah, it is. Okay, he was one of the most powerful men in Nazi Germany. Okay. Mm -hmm. Main architect of the final solution. Well, this guy's the main architect of the destruction of Israel and the destruction of all Jews. So it's kind of the same thing um a member of the reserve battalion during world war 1 he didn't see active service blah 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 but then he developed the ss what is that stormtroopers
1: the what RR do you RGC. think you,
0: mm. <laughs> what do you think that is yeah. i mean he's himmler now w- would we be mourning the death of hitler of himmler would we expect to see hitler weeping over the coffin of course we would would we expect Hitler to be saying oh my gosh this is a this is a, a travesty this is this is absolutely wrong the question is would the American press play along with it or would they have the guts to say what was really going on well let me answer that question for you Christian Science Monitor The train arrived punctually, Uh, not long after Adolf Hitler's rise in power and traffic was well regulated. Germany has policemen in new smart blue uniforms that keep order. I have so far found quietness, order and civility. They're not the slightest sign of anything unusual afoot. Christian science monitor as for the harrowing stories of jews being mistreated they seem to only apply to a small portion of the jews but most of which were not in any way molested uh let's see let's go to um let's go to the philadelphia evening bulletin Uh, there have been indications of moderation on hitler's part The Cleveland Press on January 31st to 33 said appointment of Hitler as the German chancellor may not be such a threat to world peace as it appears at first blush, because there's a new moderation in Hitler on his rise to power. Uh, The New York Evening Post uh, they report that there is an indeterminate number of Jews that have been killed. Hundreds of Jews have been beaten and tortured. Thousands of Jews have fled. Thousands of Jews have been or will be deprived of their livelihood, all because of Germany's 600,000 Jews that are now living in terror. Okay, that, there's one that's telling the truth. Yeah, but the New York Times said, German violence has been spent. Prosperity and happiness is soon going to prevail. The New York Herald Tribune's Berlin correspondent asserted that while the situation of German Jewry was an unhappy one, the atrocity stories are exaggerated and unfounded. The American press did exactly the same thing with Nazi Germany. They listened to the propaganda because they, they listen with their American ears. Now, that's not what's happening today. They're not listening with their American ears. They're listening with their ears that hate Donald Trump. Donald Trump said that the press is a um, is an enemy of the people. And I didn't like that because I don't like anything that that smacks of going against uh, the First Amendment. I, I don't I just don't like it. However, today. I don't think he went far enough. Let's look what the American press is for. The American press, many of them up until the very end, were for Hitler. They were for Mussolini. They were for Stalin. They were for the Russian Revolution. They were against uh, America in the, so, with the Soviet Union. I grew up in the 70s and 80s. I remember hearing from the press how great the Soviet Union really was. How it was Ronald Reagan who was the real warmonger and was going to get us all killed. Gee, something else happened. I've heard from this press how great Chavez is. I've heard from this press Castro was a hero to his people. I've heard that about Ahmadinejad. I've heard all of the bad things that we did to Iran that, yeah, we did. We put the Shah in, and we helped him stay. Should we be involved in other people's countries? No. But wait a minute. Then why is it you have such a hard time? Because that's what they would say. We did all these horrible things all around the world. I agree with you. We should butt out of other people's business. However, why won't you look into what Caramella and everybody else involved in the, uh, the Trump phone call are actually doing in the State Department? Why won't you talk about how the Arab Spring was pretty much run from our Oval Office? How come you didn't have a problem with what happened in Libya. The only time you seem to be for anything is when it means big, oppressive government doing something to the people or to the people of a foreign country because your leader is there. I don't think Americans feel this way. I think Americans, I hope, I, I don't even know who America is anymore right now. I know who a I know who a good portion are that are silent. But I think a good number of silent Americans who better not be silent much longer, they feel like, for instance, we got to get out of Iraq. We got to get out of Iraq. Let's stop this war. I think most Americans feel that way. Now I'd like to throw a wrinkle in that. You cannot get out of Iraq today you can't why because what did Ronald Reagan do because he listened to the State Department buffoons what did he do when uh the the marine barracks in Beirut were bombed he was told you'll make things much much worse so just pull out just get out of there well what did that do we now know that Osama bin Laden saw that and went, Whoa, you can make this giant move. If we move out of Iraq today, six months, eight months, a year from now, maybe different. But if we move out of Iraq, because there's nothing more I want, you've got to get out of Iraq. Don't tempt us to do the things that we want to do. Because I'd like to get out of Iraq. You know, if the Iraqi people decide, oh, America's a problem, fine. You won't see us in your neighborhood again. That's my feeling. Bye bye Too much blood, too much treasure, and you don't want freedom. So go ahead. However, what we're talking about today is teaching the Middle East, and especially Iran, that they can move us. We've already taught them that they can take our our embassy. They did it in 1979 until Reagan was sworn in. Then they did it in Benghazi. The guy we killed is responsible for Benghazi. That was his plan. You didn't know about it. Why? Because the press never reported it. They just went with a big state guy that they just love. And the big state woman, Hillary Clinton who they just love. Then they attack our embassy in Iraq. What are we supposed to do? Just take it? They have somebody, a Himmler or a Goering, who is planning on killing our troops and has a record, a long record of killing our troops beyond the misery and the torture that he has provided all over the Middle East. And our press mourns? Our press gets there right away to cover this funeral, as they should cover the funeral. Let me, ask you, let me ask you this, Martha. Are you a strong woman? You believe in equal women's rights, and you believe in all of that, and, and you believe that you can do anything. Girl power. I bet you do. Then why are you wearing your headscarf You know you're in a group of people. If your headscarf blows off, they kill you. Because you're not really fully a person. You're just a woman. And you're making excuses for these people? You're not an enemy of the American people. You are an enemy of anyone who stands up for freedom. You should cover that. And I'd even give you a break if you were covering it just without any kind of commentary on it. You were just covering it as long as ABC News was saying beforehand we had to make special deals to get in here so we could cover this and special deals so we could get her out afterwards. We'd understand. But you are an organ for evil. And that's all of the press. You've done it before. This is nothing new. America, wake the hell up. Where was the press? Where was Martha Raddatz and ABC News when millions of people all over the country were protesting their oppressive government? Where were they? They couldn't even, they didn't, they, they didn't go there and cover that. And for good reason. You'd be killed if you were there covering it. But where were they when it would, the cause was freedom? I have no doubt that millions of people in Iraq are religious zealots and believe that the Islamic way of life is the way to go. Well, good for them, they're wrong when it comes to human rights. You want to do that yourself, you go do that yourself. But don't oppress anybody else as you're doing it. And that's what this is. This is a state that oppresses people, kills people. Where were they when the Islamic regime just last year again was hanging people because they were gay? This is who you are standing up for. Now, let me tell you what the real people in uh, Iran feel. And I know this because I read from the dissidents, not today, but over the years. Soleimani is a popular guy with with the zealots. Yes, he is, because he's spreading this ideology all around the world, and he's doing it with force, brutal force. So yeah, there's a lot of hardliners that love this guy, millions of them, perhaps. But the average person, just like the average person here in America, just wants to be left alone, just wants to have a better life, just wants to be able to pursue their dreams. You know, they just want a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's what they want. That's ingrained in all of us because God gives it to all of us. And they see Soleimani as the guy who's taking the bread out of their children's mouths. Because he was getting a billion, with a B, a billion dollars a month. To do what? To go foment foreign wars. To foment uh terror all around the Middle East. And the average person is looking to their government and saying, you're, you're spending a billion dollars. Do you know that it, it cost me 70 percent more now this month to be able to buy bread for my children? We could use some of that money. Just like we say, but it's not nearly as bad. Just like we say, hey, can we stop with these foreign wars? We got things we have to fix here. Imagine if bread and milk cost you 70% more today than it did just a few weeks ago. Do you think we'd all be up? And even the greatest hero in our war machine, we would be like, look, dude, stop it. Stop. That's what's, that's the reality on the streets and it is also the reality that millions of people were to even those who were part of the 79 revolution do not want the ayatollahs running their life anymore They don't want the religious police squads. How can the press say anything about me and my religion or you and your religion and any of our churches when this is going on? See, the press doesn't have perspective. That's the problem. They've lost all perspective. Because in their arrogance, they think that they are right. They think that they are smarter than everybody else. And they think that anyone who disagrees with them on anything is a moron. You couple that arrogance and that belief with the hatred for Donald Trump, and you have a press that you can't trust anything that comes out of their mouth. Oh, I mean, unless it's Brian Stelter. I mean, because he is just... I mean, he's a reliable source.
2: The best of the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Welcome to the program... We're really glad that you're here. Uh, I don't think uh, there's a reason I don't watch the news anymore. I don't watch the news anymore because they don't have anything to tell me that is true. Do you do you what do you get from the news other than just frustrated and pissed off?
1: Well, lots of material to criticize the (laughs) next day. (laughs) Yes, 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 Um, yes.
0: I mean, look, you know,
1: that is the problem. It's not even that they never give you anything. It's just that you don't know what to trust. So much of it is just flavored garbage, you know, so dramatically with with opinion and propaganda
0: and spin. And I mean, what would you call their coverage now of impeachment? They were all in for impeachment. They couldn't go to the courts mm-hmm. to get anything done because this had to be done right away. Yeah. Now they voted on impeachment, but Nancy Pelosi won't turn the impeachment over to the Senate so they can finish the job. They don't seem to be minding this. There's no real criticism of it. No. I, there, I
1: mean, it is bizarre to hold both of those viewpoints, as you point out. I mean, the, the John Bolton thing came out yesterday where Bolton said if asked, uh, if subpoenaed in the Senate uh, trial, he would testify. And Bolton was one of the main guys. They wanted to get to testify in the House. And they
0: could have, they could have subpoenaed him. Mm-hmm. And then he would have taken it to the Supreme Court because, rightfully so, one branch cannot force the other branch to do something. Mm-hmm. So it should have gone to the Supreme Court, but they were in such a hurry. This has got to be done right now. Right we'll now. work this out when we get to the Senate. Well, now they're talking about making sure that John Bolton is heard. Well, you can't do anything until you file the impeachment with the Senate. And there is one thing that they can do,
1: which is the House has all the power, still to this moment to call John Bolton to testify in the House. They could still have him do it. And would Bolton say yes to that? I mean, he he indicated it. He's talking about the Senate, but I mean, if he's willing to testify, if he's subpoenaed, you'd assume he'd go to the, the House. They're all complaining about what the Senate's doing when they could still do that if they really wanted to. I mean, it's so obvious this is a game. And, you know, I, I think we acknowledge that all the time. You know, Republicans play games too. We know that. Uh, but what Democrats are doing here is considerably more, I think, offensive, and what makes it worse, at least to me, is the fact that the press automatically auto-adopts what the left-wing narrative is as credible. You know, that is the automatic, that's the default position. So there is so much to push back against. Why bother getting it from these sources? What's the point? When When
0: they will not even when it's obvious, will not tell you what the truth is. The Washington Post has blasted CNN for its track record on the infamous anti-Trump dossier following last month's release of the Justice Department watchdog's report on the foundation of the Russia investigation, demanding the network CNN. This is the Washington Post demanding the network come clean on its faulty reporting. This is the latest in ongoing series uh, tackling the media's handling of the dossier. Washington Post media critic Eric Wempley uh, took aim at the anti-Trump network on on Monday. This is this is a blaze uh, story, I believe, uh, for continuing to stand by its uh, past reporting on the salacious document that was used in the highly controversial Foreign uh, Intelligence Surveillance Act FISA application, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Wempley uh, singled out CNN, uh, their anchor, Alison Camerata, who claimed December 2017 that the, in, in, uh, the Intel community has corroborated all of the details of the dossier compiled by the British ex-spy Christopher Steele. This is this is the Washington Post, the Washington Post. Trying to throw CNN under the bus now saying, what happened to your reporting? Yeah, I mean, it's been embarrassing. I mean, you know, you go back and listen to, we
1: had a montage a a couple weeks ago uh, of the coverage of the dossier. And and Alison Camerota in particular comes off looking terrible. I mean, you know, there were things in the dossier that were accurate. The problem was that they were publicly available. You know that wasn't there was nothing, nothing dramatic. They didn't break any news, and all of the things that were not publicly available, as reported by uh, in, in detail in the IG report, uh, showed that those things were just made up. In fact, they even talked to the sources, the sources of the claims, who didn't even try to say that they were accurate. They, oh, we were joking. Oh, this was hyperbole. These weren't things that were credible at any given moment, and to go on the air. And to essentially what Camerata did in that one clip you just mentioned is cite um, a, a, some level of, of, of knowledge that you can't have. Like I'm an anchor, and I know these things are true. You have to just understand that I know that they're true. They've said them. They've said them to us. We have reporting that indicates that these things are all, are all confirmed. They wouldn't be reporting them if they weren't confirmed. And to now know that none of that was true... There's never a a moment where they have to go back and say, wait a minute, guys. Like, I understand that we think Donald Trump's a bad guy and a bad president. What is this, though? Why would you say that? You can even report the stuff that's in the dossier and say that it's unproven. But to go ahead and say that it's all confirmed is not just a minor mistake. It's a massive journalistic failure by dozens of people,
0: many of them on CNN. That's inexcusable. I mean it was systemic if you cared about the truth, but I don't think that they care about the truth. ABC as we t- we talked about last hour has their reporter in the, you know, in the Islamic scarf so she's not killed or raped in this crowd. What kind of deal did ABC have to make to get her to be able to get into Iran, cover the funeral and leave Iran. What what kind of deals did they have to make? But she was there just to report the one side. And the one side is that there were millions of people on the streets saying Soleimani was the greatest guy ever. Whatever. What about ABC's coverage of the millions on the streets that were risking their lives standing up against Soleimani and his Kuds force? and the restrictions that the ayatollah puts on the average uh, uh, Iranian where was the abc reporter on the streets talking about hey i've got to wear this head scarf otherwise they'll kill me and rape me because i'm not fully human because i'm a woman where where is that reporting as we said last hour the press has become not an enemy of the people of america an enemy to freedom. I challenge you to show me the time when they are really being the champion of truth on both sides, a consistent truth. We got to stand up to power. Well, you didn't when power was being abused by Barack Obama. You now call that the, the, the purest uh, administration ever that had zero Uh, Scandals. Are you kidding me? Abusing the power of the IRS. You didn't care. Going after the phone records and tapping journalists' lines. You care about Donald Trump, but you didn't care about uh, Barack Obama. You you say you care about women's rights and homosexual rights, but you really don't. Because where are you when it comes to Russia? You only care about Russia now because Russia is somehow or another working and colluding with Donald Trump. And so you have to be the enemy of of Russia now. But you were for Russia and Putin. You wanted a new open door with with Putin. You never said boo about how bad Putin was until Trump got in. You wouldn't pay attention to the warnings that we gave you for two years leading up to the, the 18 election. Two years you paid no attention. Only when it became about Donald Trump did you care. pulling out of Iraq. That's all you could talk about. All you could talk about under George W. Bush. Barack Obama promised he was going to do it. He never did. You didn't say anything about the lives lost. There was no daily accounting of how many lives were being lost in Iraq. There was no talk about Iraq. You were cheering on. This administration's policies of destabilizing the entire Middle East while you threw George Bush under the bus for destabilizing the Middle East. I
1: mean, think about this. The Daily today, the podcast that uh, you've listened to before Glenn and mentioned a couple times. Big podcast from the New York Times. This is their tweet promoting their episode today. Quote, knowing General Soleimani was out there made me feel safer said a student about the commander killed in the American drone strike. He was like a security umbrella above our country. Listen to today's episode. Oh, that's a good good balance to take, I think, on the Soleimani uh, life I, life and times. That's basically the obituary. A security umbrella above Iran. I, uh, making it feel safer. I mean, I don't know what the hell that that government is telling the people. Obviously, they're lying to them constantly. But I mean... Is that the appropriate level of coverage of this person who, again, was torturing children as if it was his like you know favorite thing to do? It was a hobby for the guy. Torturing children, murdering people, murdering U.S. soldiers. But
0: let's talk about the security umbrella he was for Iran. It's very important. They, they claim that they are for the people and they are for rights, but they are not. They are not for rights. They do, they do not care about the rights of women. If they did, they would be consistent on their coverage of the Middle East. But they're not. They say that they care about gay rights. They don't. They execute people for being gay in Iran. Remember when Ahmadinejad came and gave his speech at Columbia and he said, we don't have any gays. We don't have any gays in, uh, in Iran. And everybody just kind of laughed that off. No, you know why they don't have any gays? Because they
1: kill them. And whoever else left is afraid to say it, obviously,
0: because everybody else they know was killed. So what is our American press really for? Well, we just wanted to make sure we covered. Well, that's that's not journalism. Just covering what the other side says? Well, how come you don't do that with, with Americans? who love their country, who believe in the Constitution. You editorialize all the time about them. You'll cover them, but you'll call them extreme right-wing zealots because they believe in the Constitution. So you don't just cover... You don't cover Americans who have a different opinion, fairly, balanced, and quite frankly, you're not doing that in Iran. You are becoming a propaganda arm for a, for a government we know is evil. Last year, I tried to swear off the word evil and not use it, you know, for everything. This is evil. If you can't admit what the government of Iran is to its own people, let alone the rest of the world, as being evil, what is your definition of that word this is the best of the Glenn Beck program hey it's Glenn and if you like what you hear on the program you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed his podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. I want to go through a montage here of the way the U.S. press has been covering uh, the funeral and the loss of the Iranian terror leader. Listen.
2: He was a war hero, the commander of Iran's feared Quds Force. Qasem Soleimani was no ordinary general. The U.S. officially classified him as a terrorist, but in Iran he was a national hero. He's regarded as personally incredibly brave. The troops love him. I was trying to think of somebody and I was thinking of De Gaulle.
1: A revered figure in Iran and some other places in the Middle East.
2: Smart, charismatic, ruthless, strategic and bold. Qasem Soleimani was an evil genius. Soleimani was in charge of spreading Iranian influence around the world, and he was extremely good at it. He is the, think of the French Foreign Legion, you know, if you will. By killing Qasem Soleimani, the U.S. has stripped Iran of an inspirational military leader. The crowds are massive and emotional. There are many tears here. Thousands
0: of mourners on the streets in Iran. Symbolic caskets aloft, weeping and chanting, I am Soleimani.
2: The supreme leader of Iran, weeping and praying over a coffin draped in the iraqi flag it's difficult to convey how revered he is there was talk in iran Suleimani might be a future president mm. or perhaps even a supreme leader
0: might be a future president democrats are like yeah right he'd be great He could beat Trump.
1: No, (laughs) Haran. Oh, Oh, okay. Uh, It's almost that level. It really is. It really is. Uh, uh, Let
0: me ask you that if if he could beat Donald Trump, I contend the Democrats would consider it. (laughs) (laughs) That is the one qualification you need. Yeah, that's the only one. President. Yeah, I mean, if no, not to be the next president, but to be the the next uh, candidate. Yeah, I mean, they just have to believe. I, I, that you that, yeah, that yeah. is. I don't think America would vote for this guy, but if he convinced them that he could beat Donald Trump, they'd all be for him. They'd I, all be for him. I mean, Bernie Sanders is a
1: socialist uh-huh. who is in second place. I guess you'd say right now, mm-hmm. right? He's it he seemed to be leading Iowa, maybe mm-hmm. leading uh, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and. He's, you know, on Anderson Cooper last night. Oh, yeah. You know, blabbing on about uh, how this is, you know, he's comparing this is assassination. It. Yeah. Like this is Putin. Basically calling Trump Putin the same way Putin kills dissidents. There, There isn't a tie to the two situations you're describing. Like, they're just not even close to the same. There's people involved in both. That, that That's one similarity. I, I,
0: they're not even close to the same situation. W- one, the dissidents are uh, are dissenting against Putin and his regime. And while this guy may be uh, against the United States of America, he's engaging in actual death. Yeah. He's killing our soldiers. He is spreading horror all throughout the Middle East. We, as we've said like three times on today's show... We know one of the children who his squad went through and drilled into his leg as a torture practice just to torture his family Mm. after killing the mom in front of them. I mean, this is this is not a dissident. This is not somebody who is like, oh, you know what? I have a different agreement with uh, Donald (laughs) Trump. And I, you know, I, I really think we should maybe open up free and fair elections. This guy's not for free and fair elections. This guy is a religious zealot. What part of this goes with anything that you state you believe? This is the best of the Glenn Beck program.
1: Like listening to this podcast? If you're not a subscriber, become one now on iTunes. So while you're there, do us a favor and rate the show.
0: So, um, can we get to um, can we get to the the woman now? Thank you. That still has all of her male junk. Uh, well, I uh, look
1: there is a transition going on mm-hmm. in a physical sense, but mm-hmm. she's always
0: been a woman. Of course, she has. Mm-hmm. So she went into a um, she went into a. Uh, salon Mm -hmm. and said I want my junk waxed and they were like we don't do that uh, for guy parts and (gasps) guy parts these are women parts dare you Jessica Yaniv mm -hmm. yes she is uh,
1: up in Canada Mm -hmm. and she went to uh, get her junk waxed and they said no and they they said we we don't really do that for 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 men and that was a big controversy she filed a, uh, a claim uh, in uh, in the British Columbia Human Rights Tribunal, because no, when the human rights you think of, don't I have a right, a human fundamental human right to, to, have to a wax? Junk wax. Uh, and yeah. of course, the answer to that is yes. But yeah. this particular no, dumb court—this is surprising. This is coming from Canada because they're really extreme on this stuff. So bad, they're really extreme. Yeah. I mean, they've done terrible things to people for just speaking out. I mean, yeah. you know, look what they were trying to do to Jordan Peterson. Uh, I mean. Right. Um so this is uh, uh was a surprise in which they actually threw the 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 case out. She wanted to get uh, something like $500,000 um but that did not that did not happen. Um in fact, Yaniv was actually ordered to pay $2,000 to each of the three uh, uh, to three of four clients represented um because of uh improper conduct. So that's how that mm-hmm. case wound up and look, the Jessica Yaniv parts of our lives <laughs> Was over. Mm-hmm. It's over. Mm-hmm. We don't have to don't think, have about, to think that about, about her anymore. And, and, you know that's good.
0: Mm-hmm. I really don't yes. want
1: to think about it anymore. Right. However, there's a new development in the story.
0: Now this is where it gets complex. This is where <laughs> yeah. you're not sure which way to go.
1: You tell me. Think about this as we go through the story. Which way does the media go on this? They don't. Which, know. Do, which way does Alexandria Casio Cortez go on this story? See, we're
0: consistent. We say we're against it. Yeah. It's easy. It's true. easy. Doesn't take any thought. Imagine the wood and coal that needs to be shoveled into <laughs> Cortez's head mm-hmm. uh, just to just to have the power to compute all of the possibilities. So Jessica Yaniv went to the She Point Beauty Salon. The She Point.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, she went in there, mm-hmm. wanted some waxing done, mm-hmm. and asked to uh, get her legs waxed mm-hmm. in private um and uh, she wanted obviously to have her pants down during this uh, procedure now the waxing situation again i would not like to force you to think about any more but it's important to the story mm-hmm. because of the reason that the salon refused to do it because now there's a new case she's brought uh, jessica's brought in front of the court the reason was a religious objection, so they said they would not wax her.
0: Her, I'm sorry, I thought we were talking no, about no. Jessica. Yes. Yeah. His. Her. Oh, sorry.
1: Hers. His. Okay. Um, would not wax them in this way because they it violated their religious principles. So now you have the media who's saying, okay. You've got this wonderful transgendered woman who just needs some waxing done and is against some evil Christian bastard religious extremist who won't help them. Correct. We know what side That's easy. AOC That's not what this is. is. However,
0: Mm -hmm. it's not a Christian. Is it Islam? Is it Islam? Because that would make their heads pop. If it was Islam. Yeah. They very
1: well might be on the side of the salon owner, right? Because that religious uh, uh,
0: extremism isn't extreme. That's normal. It's okay and should be respected. So, but it would it would it would be really difficult. They would really have to choose. But this is the complication. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing: Mm -hmm. the salon owner is of the Sikh persuasion. So now you have Mm. India being a capitalist country. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But a person of color. Person of color mm-hmm. versus and, and a white the, and, transgendered right man to woman, right? And you also have you also have them from the uh from the uh mm-hmm. the Punjab area. It is the Punjab.
1: That's a good point, Glenn. So, I'm glad you brought up Punjab because it is from the Punjab area. That's what. And there's it, there's something incredibly there's, relevant <laughs> to this story when you right, talk about punjabs Right. I'm
0: I'm asking mm-hmm. I'm asking you for a uh, a uh, uh, and you're r- from Punjab, right. so I mean, I would think that that it actually
1: feels like a good name for like on the menu right. of selections you can get like waxing the legs. <laughs> stop. You- stop, stop! I'm just saying <laughs> the name so, of the right. Town
0: I got that it. That, that I I got it. The That's a whole region. Was, was in the region, of, right? The, the whole region there mm-hmm. of the Punjab, okay. and uh, so
1: of the so where do you come t-
0: down when it's. Jessica Yaniv versus okay. the
1: people of Punjab.
0: All right. Now, if you're in the media, who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Okay. Now, let me add, let me take you back to an earlier story from earlier on the program. Mm. Okay. Remember I told you about the British astronaut that, yes, take a moment to process that. Who knew? <laughs> but Brit- <laughs> the British have an astronaut, mm-hmm. or maybe even two. And uh, one of them said... There are aliens, and they're living among us, and they're invisible. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Now, what about the possibility of aliens living among us, and they're not invisible? Okay. What would you say if I suggested to you that perhaps everyone in the media is an alien? Everyone in the media? Well, maybe not everyone in the right. media. But they just look like... A lot of them. Look they look like just humanity, like us, huh? but Actually they're alien. Right. Now, if I said to you, and I could show you photo, I could take you to it, and I mm-hmm. could prove that it was otherworldly. Okay. If I could take you to the site of a giant spaceship mm-hmm. that had room for a thousand aliens, and in there were nothing but books about journalism... <laughs> I had no other proof. There's nobody at the ship. Mm -hmm. It crashed maybe 40 years ago, 20 years ago, and it crashed, and we just discovered the ship, and riddled with journalism books. Would you be willing to accept pretty quickly? That explains it.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, we haven't even found the ship. I'm pretty much there. (laughs) (laughs)
0: exactly right exactly right
1: so i have a thesis here and i'd like to get your um percentage of possibility Mm -hmm. on this particular thesis Mm -hmm. uh jessica yaniv we we really have to go back no i'm not going we've already we've we've gone through the entire situation as it revolves around the waxing and punjab and the whole thing yes go ahead what is the percentage of possibility that the whole jessica yaniv thing is performance art we're gonna find out in six months. There's a documentary, or reality series of this person who actually is trying to show how ridiculous this is, and continues zero. to file a loss zero. Really zero? Yeah, I'm at zero. at least ten percent. I mean, not only is she, it's the most extreme and ridiculous thing you it's could a cry do,
0: for help.
1: But it may very well be. That's why I'm only saying ten percent. Yeah. But you don't think there's any percentage possibility that this is like, let's say, almost a conservative activist. Who's living, who's
0: we're not living that, this life we're to not prove that how
1: ridiculous this is. We're not that creative. Really?
0: We're just not that creative, no.
1: Uh-uh. It would be a good series. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know what? I, t- think about this. Our own Steven Crowder. Now, I don't believe he's asked for any waxing. We'd have to ask Steven if this has happened. He went in for a pregnancy but check. But he did go in for a pregnancy test, dressed as a woman, while clearly a man, mm-hmm. to to us a Planned Parenthood, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. And I believe... I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he actually acquired actual pregnant urine. Yeah, he tested
0: positive for pregnancy. And tested positive for pregnancy at a Planned Parenthood. Yeah, now, that's not possible for a man. No Whoa. matter what anyone says to you, mm. that is not possible for a man. <laughs> I can't believe you have to uh, say that. That I have to say that? <laughs> you have to say that. I know, it's uh, crazy. By the way, that's not possible for a man to be pregnant, and I want people to know that. Can you imagine, if I'm a time traveler, all I'm doing is I'm going and I'm playing my show back to my audience twenty years ago. Oh yeah, that's all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You want to know how bad it's going to get? Listen to this. Th- this is this is my actual show in twenty five years. Nobody would believe it. Nobody would believe Nobody it. Nobody would believe it. So you don't think there's any chance of that? No. no. I mean, it would be a great it would be a great series. It would be. This is a cry for help. Let's cry for help. this okay. person is i I think it would be much more likely that we find this person dead by their own hand sometime in the future
1: oh gosh I mean that's uh they turned that one they turn that little bit a little dark I was, I was having some fun with it and you you kind of brought it to the the
0: darkest always ends with a bullet to that. That <laughs> does with it you. Really it really does. does. It <laughs> it. No, I mean I just think there are some really sick people right now. Some really yeah. sick people and some people that are really really miserable. You did you see the guy who has I think he had 6,000 plastic surgeries to look like the Ken doll? Yeah, yeah. And now he's like, "I'm a woman and I've always been more like Barbie than Ken." Now sweetheart, you no yeah yeah you're not Ken or Barbie. You're you have you have some sort of disorder that is causing you to think that you will find your your happiness in looking a different way. But once you complete from going from Ken to Barbie, you're going to be just as miserable. Mm. And I just I feel like we are a society that is just cruel. We're being cruel to people by, by allowing them to live these lives where, oh, yeah, I'm a man and I can get pregnant. Oh, yeah, I'm a man with all my junk and I can't go swimming today. I'm upset a little bit because I can't go swimming today because if you're menstruating, uh, you can't get in the pool and I'm menstruating. Dude, if you're if you're bleeding from downstairs, OK, with male junk, go see a doctor. You're not men- menstruating. You, Go see a doctor. i have a lacerated kidney. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, really bad. And we're just doing so much damage to people. We've gone on from our children giving them all trophies and saying they're all special. Now, some of them suck. Oh, yeah. A lot of them do. Yeah. A lot of, the, a lot of kids are terrible. Yeah. Uh, and some of them in our own family. <laughs> I mean, I got four. <laughs> I got four. Hey, do you want
1: to name names, or uh, I don't
0: think I need to. I think they know. So, so you know, we, we're giving them we're giving them hope, false hope. We're telling them that oh, they're spectacular. Oh, yes, you could win on American Idol. No, you can't. You suck. Now you don't have to say it that way, but we don't tell our children the truth anymore. We don't teach them the truth. And gee. We wonder why suicide is going up.
1: Yeah, you're going to be incredibly disappointed when you realize, you know, you're not Rihanna.
0: That's not you. And it it shouldn't be you. You, you be you. Rihanna is Rihanna. You be you. And And, you know, it started out as, hey, I got to be who I am. Okay, be who you are. But if you're like, I'm actually a woman and I'm menstruating, even though I haven't had any junk removed. Dude, that's not you. That's not you. That's a lie. And it's a dangerous lie. And we are enabling really dangerous things for very sad people. Stop it. We're not helping. We are not helping. We are hurting people. You say you have compassion. Compassion requires truth. The Blaze Radio Network. On Demand.